brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, January 8th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the morning blend. Thank you for tuning in on another rainy Monday morning. Good morning, Pat. Did you enjoy your weekend? I had a great weekend, but it's not just any Monday morning. It's feast day, Brenda. Oh, that's right. Now, it's interesting because yesterday was the Feast of the Epiphany in church, and then today is the Feast of... The baptism, the baptism of our the Lord. Lord. That's right. right. Which occurs later in his life, obviously, much later beyond the, that that uh, uh, visit by the Magi, you know, when he's a baby. So this the baptism of the Lord. He's already starting his, his public ministry. I think, you know, we kind of wonder, like, what, we're, we're telling this infant narrative, and all of a sudden here at the very end of the Christmas season, we have the baptism of the Lord. But from what I was reading about this, this is the theophany and it is the first manifestation where we see all three elements of the Trinity. Okay. So in essence, it is a birth. It is a new, yeah. a so new I, birth. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's kind of the ancient tradition of it, of all these holidays happening. And I love that, you know, you have John the Baptist there, you know, in his camel hair and bugs. He's trying to get everybody to enjoy. Here's a little. I bet co- that was good, honey. Uh, here's some appetizers. Just dip that little cricket in the, or locust, right, in the honey. Tastes great. Little, little peppery there, like a little spicy bite. Uh, <laughs> and then Jesus comes to be baptized, which begs the question. I always would ask priests when they would come to talk about the baptism of the Lord. Why does God need to be baptized? And of course, the priest said he doesn't. God does not need to be baptized. Right. But it is showing us the path towards heaven. Exactly. And And just like all the other sacraments, right? Exactly. Uh Baptism of the Lord. Of course, the dove descended upon him and God speaks. Right. So you get the whole Trinity there. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. So it's not just a Monday. Okay. So (laughs) And it's, I guess in a way, as Archbishop Samples reminded us, it's the last day of Christmas. The last day liturgically of the Christmas Uh season. Uh, I did not put away my Christmas decorations yet. They are still up, but the kids were wondering, when is the tree coming down? It it does... It's a bit of a letdown, I fe- at least for me, because it's such a festive time of year, such a celebratory time of year. And then when all the decorations come down, you're like, oh, the mantle looks just a little bare. But it's that reminder that it's time to get to the work of the church, these ordinary weeks of, of the liturgical year. And it's going to be Lent in, you know, uh, Valentine's Day. Ash Wednesday and Valentine's oh, Day are the right. same day. <laughs> so uh, that's coming right up on us. So we, we do need to kind of move, move. And move we have through. This, air, this time of ordinary time as we sure. enter into. It's kind of like that. Uh, I always think about the transfiguration. We would love to live up on that mountain, <laughs> wouldn't we? Let's just build our house up here and be here forever. But God says, no, you've got to go back. So you think about the Christmas season is kind of that let's live and rejoice in this time. Take that feeling and bring it with you through through these ordinary weeks. Absolutely. Again, not ordinary as in regular. Those are the ordinal numbers. These are just counted weeks. Co- correct. There's right, nothing right. Ordinary, ordinary about being a Catholic. Right. right. No, there's not. It's quite extraordinary. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Speaking of extraordinary <laughs> yes. things in the Christmas season, I've got to say to my family, and I've been asking for this, I am the kind of person that enjoys a kitchen um, appliance for Christmas. 
if it's the right kind. Toaster, mm, not so much. Sous vide, yes. Sous vide is just fun to say. It is. S O U S, sous, like sous chef, sous, V I D E, sous vide. And it means uh, under vacuum. Uh-huh. Which is basically it's a it's a heater that goes in a boiling or like a hot pot of water and it keeps a constant temperature. So I got one for Christmas and I used it for the first time this weekend. Oh. I had to check it all out, get the right recipes and make? everything. I made I went very easy on me because it's hard to mess up a pork tenderloin mm. because they're already very delicious mm-hmm. and you just got to cook them to the right temperature. I followed a great recipe. It all goes into the uh, Ziploc style bag into the water bath. It cooked for three hours. And then I came out and I finished it by searing it, made the marinade. Oh, and then you put talk it... about a feast day. I tell you what, my family was singing my praises. I bet. I didn't do any. That's the great thing about it. I don't have to have a lot of skill <laughs> to make this work, right? I just need to be able to count, you know, 140, sear it, serve Eric it. and I are drooling here. This is this is delicious. I tell you what, it it's it was Christmas celebratory. So now I'm already thinking <laughs> well, about what the, Christmas. what's the next thing I can make in there. I don't know. But apparently you can make all kinds of things. That, oh, let's uh, do tri-tip. Well, try tri Yeah. I've, I think I've got some in my freezer Ooh, at home. Ooh, okay. All right. That's a Christmas gift that keeps giving. <laughs> yeah. Your, your Christmas dinner kept giving, too, because from what you said, you had ham and bean soup. All weekend, all weekend. So the twenty-pound ham will live on. It's going. It's going all the way to Easter. I can already tell. I mean, and then every time I open my freezer because I've frozen so much of it, just this. It smells like a smokehouse. It's yes. just whoa, nice. So I, yet to like flavor the ice cream and that's gonna that's gonna be drawn the line that the ice cream starts tasting, <laughs> tasting like, ham. like ham it's like we got a problem okay, but no more it certainly has a very aromatic uh smokehouse scent when you open the freezer yeah. <laughs> that's perfect well since it is a feast day so yesterday you had your nice sunday dinner uh-huh. for the epiphany well you get to have a nice sunday like dinner on a monday for the feast of the baptism of the lord let's celebrate i like it what you yeah. got coming up we got all kinds of things coming up it was an eventful weekend oh, yeah. especially here on the west side of town things falling out of the sky and oh my <laughs> goodness we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the adventure through the through the morning yes and pope francis talks about something that is i have an opinion on and i'm so glad he mentioned uh surrogacy and especially in the west and how harmful it is and really spoke against this and wants a worldwide ban oh it's very very interesting very strong words too coming from pope francis so i'll have that story for you also coming up in news so let's get this monday started let's go here is julie hoy and green light you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Merry Christmas.
faith in everyday life. She's a member of the Salem City Council as well as a very, very talented musician. That is Julie Hoy and Greenlight. 710, it's the Morning Blend with Pat and Brenda. We're happy to have you here on this Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, the last day of Christmas, the Christmas season. Unless you are like me and celebrate all the way to the presentation because we just like to (laughs) leave things up. Don't be like that. (laughs) Coming up, we've got a big men's conference that's going to be going on in Vancouver at uh, Holy Redeemer Parish coming up here in a few weeks. Looks like a great lineup. And we have got Kevin Tyler stepping in to tell us more about that after we check this wild weather forecast next Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world i offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart the salvation of souls and in reparation for sins committed against the sacred heart of jesus and the immaculate hearts of mary amen 
in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Mater Dei Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 713 here at Mater Dei Radio. The chance of precipitation is going to be 100% all day today with a high of 47 and a low of 40. Thunderstorms possible tomorrow. But be careful out there. There's a wind advisory for the Willamette Valley, 25 to 35 mile per hour gusts of wind. So stay safe out there on the interstate. Currently, it is 42 degrees at St. Francis Catholic Church out in Banks. And 41 at Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver. It'll be the first time to have this kind of a unique men's conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church. But after this event and the great speakers they have lined up, well, it is sure to become a favorite and one that you'll want to attend year after year. The Men's Conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver, St. Joseph, Model of Catholic Masculinity. It is coming up January 26th and 27th. And joining me this morning with all of the details is the organizer, Kevin Tyler. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining me today. Good morning, Brenda. It's so great to be uh, with you today. Kevin, as you and I were chatting before we began recording, I laughed because I said, it doesn't take much for women to come up with an idea and just say, you know what? Oh, it's Saturday. Let's have a gathering. But for men, you do need a little bit of encouragement from what you've experienced. Why do you find it is so important for men to have time to gather with other like-minded men to support each other and have a unique conference, especially one themed on St. Joseph? Well, Brenda, I think it's important because Men need other men to strengthen each other. Um, like that saying, iron sharpens iron. Sure. Men can strengthen each other. And I think it's very important at this day and age that men of Holy Redeemer come together and Catholic men all around the, the country come together and, and strengthen each other in Christ to, to lead their families, to lead their parishes, to lead their communities. Uh, it's something that we we desperately need right now in this world. I love, of course, the theme this year, St. Joseph, Model of Catholic Masculinity. 
I love to put Catholic in front of the word masculinity. What we see on social media posts so often, and young men, especially uh, teenagers, that are exposed to this idea of toxic masculinity, that somehow just by being a man, it's toxic. But when modeled after St. Joseph, Catholic masculinity is something really beautiful and something to be treasured. It, it truly is. St. Joseph is a perfect model for us. He was the, the perfect man and he, the leader of his family, um, you know, a perfect father for our Lord and Savior, and just the model of what a man should be in this world. So if we can look up to him and we can model our behavior after him, you know, we can lead our families and lead uh, our communities uh, towards Christ. Uh, as you said, iron sharpens iron. And joining me today is Kevin Tyler to talk about a great opportunity for men in our area to gather at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in January 26th and 27th for their men's conference, St. Joseph Model of Catholic Masculinity. Kevin, you, in order to bring forward this great theme, well, you've got some great speakers coming up and a few of them many people might be familiar with. I maybe more than others. Tell our listeners about who you got coming that weekend. Yes, Brenda. That weekend we have Deacon Harold Burke Sivers coming to speak. He's going to speak uh, at least three times during the during the retreat. Uh, we also have Holy Redeemer's Deacon Scott Aiken. Uh, you know him well. I know that guy, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then lastly, we have Mark McKenzie, our Faith Formation Director at Holy Redeemer. Kevin, I love this title, and uh, and Father Wade Manises actually had covered this many years ago when he was here in Vancouver for a men's conference, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. And I think, boy, when you think about that title and St. Joseph, what an incredible opportunity to listen to Scott talk more about that. Deacon Harold Brooks-Sivers, though, you never quite know which direction he's going to go, but for sure he's going to be loud when he does it, huh? He's a great speaker. Um, I, I really enjoy the way that he engages with, um, you know, those he's speaking to. And he gets fired up, and he gets people fired up in support. Um, so we're really looking forward to having Deacon Harold here with us at, at Holy Redeemer in Vancouver. Yeah, so Kevin, run down this weekend. So it is Friday evening and all day Saturday. How is this schedule going to kind of run so people have an idea, get it in their schedule? Yeah, so Friday evening we will start uh, at 6 p.m. with a meal together, a simple meal on Friday. Uh, Deacon Harold will lead us in a talk, and then we will end the evening with adoration before the Blessed Sacrament, and it will be a soft close to the evening. Saturday we'll be there all day. We'll start with daily Mass. We'll follow with breakfast. Um, all the meals are provided through this retreat. Uh, we will have talks throughout the day uh, on Saturday, followed by um, opportunities for self-reflection and prayer in the church um, or discussion with other Catholic males. And then um, we will have an opportunity for the, um, the Sacrament of Reconciliation Saturday afternoon, and we'll wrap everything up with a closing talk with Deacon Harold. Um, Saturday evening and uh, following a meal together, uh, probably end on, around 7 p.m. on Saturday. Really incredible day. What a gift a wives and mothers can give to the man in their life to 
give them this opportunity to meet again with like-minded men to learn more about their Catholic faith and to learn and support other Catholic men. Again, it is coming up January 26th and 27th. So Kevin, with a speaker like Deacon Harold, and I think with Deacon Scott as well, this is sure to be a packed event. There is still space available. Where can people go for registration? How much is the uh, entire event going to run them? Registration can be found at Holy Redeemer's website. That's holyredeemervan.org. And the cost for registration is $60. And again, that includes meals Friday night and through Saturday. And yet there there is still availability. Registration, uh, we're capping it at 100 people. But as of this week, there was still uh, room available to register. And then, Kevin, lastly, I mean, who are you hoping to gather? Is there like an age group, or is this open to fathers bringing sons? Who's uh, Who are you hoping to attract to this? We're hoping to attract Catholic men ages, you know, 17 or 18 through 98. Or, sure. Or however. <laughs> I have. You know, we're, really, we're really hoping that this reaches all men. Um, that are of an age to to be mature enough to listen and um, participate in the retreat. We never get to a point where we should stop learning. So I think that's perfect. Just yeah, your your upper teens all the way to uh, anybody who who still has ears to hear for sure. Kevin, it's going to be a wonderful event. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Brenda. We look forward to a great event and uh, many Catholic men coming together to celebrate our faith and um, praise Jesus. Amen to that. Again, that is Kevin Tyler. He's the organizer of the Men's Conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver, St. Joseph, Model of Catholic Masculinity. Now, I will be sure to add some information about this event where you can get right to the registration. Sign up today. There won't be space available for too much longer, and you're going to be able to find the link that'll get you to the registration on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 722 at Mockerday Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. I think I'm going to go. I think that sounds like a lot of fun, and the theme is fantastic. They've talked about it at Holy Redeemer this weekend. That is well underway in the planning stages, and uh, they were selling tickets after Mass, so go online today. Well, I better get mine then. All right. Hey, you know what today is? I know it's the baptism of the Lord, but uh-huh. you know what else it is? What's that? It is National Organize Your Desk Day. What? Yes, so I, you, you've got a tall task. I've seen your desk. Oh, stop. <laughs> I can be accused of a lot of different things, but you can see a lot of the surface of you my can. desk. You can. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> it looks very nice and organized. And if you want to get your place organized, I know a great way to clear a lot of space, Matraday Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. Imagine the space you could create if you've got a boat, truck, RV, or a car around that's just been sitting there taking up space. Well, why not get rid of it and help Catholic Radio at the same time. It's easy to do. Just check out the vehicle donation online at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We'll take it from there and you can help create some space and organization around your place while you help Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. When I was a youth minister with a young family, I took on a side job as a recruiter to make ends meet. I was hired by Ken Hensley. He'd been a Baptist pastor, but felt like God was calling him to become Catholic. So he lost everything, rebuilding his livelihood recruiting. I tried for six months and I failed at that job. 20 years later, a friend of mine with means reached out to me wanting to start a ministry supporting pastors who were becoming Catholic, and I knew just the guy. That launched Ken into full-time work for the church, not only supporting Catholic converts, but preaching internationally. Now he's living his dream. So what's the point of my story? Well, it would have been easy for me at that time in my life as a recruiter to think that that was a sidetrack from God's plan and a waste of my time. But if I hadn't been there doing that, Ken wouldn't be making the impact he is today. See, sometimes when you don't feel like you're living out your purpose, maybe that time in your life's not about you, but maybe you're exactly where God wants you the most. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Monterday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Will it be purple rain in Houston tonight? Yep, the national championship, Washington Huskies against the Michigan Wolverines. Big game for the national title. We got those details just ahead. And it's also known as the State of the World speech. Pope Francis speaks to the world. Among other things, he talks about surrogacy. Mm. And I'll tell you what he has to say about that also. That coming up in news in three minutes. Here's PJ Anderson and Rise. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
through the Blessed Virgin Mary, and on this Monday, we rise. That's P.J. Anderson. It's 7.30. In your news this morning, a Portland school teacher named Bob found the door plug that blew off an Alaska Airlines flight and landed in his backyard, said NTSB Chair Jennifer Homendy. The NTSB on Saturday said the door blew off. Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 was likely around Barnes Road near Highway 217 at the Cedar Hills neighborhood. Pat, it wasn't too far away from here. Not at all. Now, the door itself, 26 by 48, weighs 63 pounds. Thank goodness it landed in the backyard. No one was injured. Now, earlier she said also two cell phones were found, one in the backyard and one along the side of the road. One of the cell phones was in airplane mode and open to an Alaska Air baggage claim for that flight. The auto press pressurization warning system on the Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 that lost a door plug shortly after takeoff went off three times within a month, including one day before the accident. NTSB Chair Jennifer Hamidi provided that information during a press conference Sunday night. The second one since the flight needed to return PDX on January 5th. The air pressurization warning light went off December 7th, January 3rd, and January 4th. Hamidi said the crews reported it each time the system was tested, then reset. 
Repercussions from Saturday's incident are still lingering around, both for Alaska Airlines and United Airlines. Both major U.S. operators of the Boeing 737 MAX 9 have combined 340 flights canceled today as the grounding of the aircraft continues to majorly disrupt their schedules. FlightAware, an airline tracking service, said 138 Alaska flights were canceled today, amounting to 20% of the schedule. Cancelizations come after the 737 MAX 9 grounding weighed heavily on the airline's operation yesterday, with about 170 flights canceled, according to Alaska Airlines. The FAA said its grounding directive will impact 171 planes around the world. Alaska Airlines has 65 737 MAX 9 aircraft in its fleet, and United flies 79 of these aircraft. The operators can't return the planes to service until the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration provides details about how to inspect their planes. Pope Francis called surrogacy deplorable and called for a global ban on the exploitative practice of so-called surrogate motherhood in a speech to all of the world's ambassadors to the Vatican on Monday. The Pope then called on the international community to prohibit the practice of surrogacy universally. Pope Francis' strong condemnation of surrogacy came during his annual foreign policy speech to all of the ambassadors accredited to the Holy See. The Pope's annual speech to diplomat has been called his State of the World Address because it is one of a handful of times that the Pope addresses global crises and specific conflicts happening around the world all at once. When speaking on surrogacy, the Pope added, At every moment of its existence, human life must be preserved and defend. Yet I note with great regret, especially in the West, the continued spread of a culture of death, which in the name of a false compassion, discards children, the elderly, and the sick. Pope Francis baptized babies in the Sistine Chapel yesterday and encouraged parents not to worry if their children cry or fuss during Mass. On the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, the Pope baptized 16 babies and presided over Mass beneath Michelangelo's frescoes. In a brief off-the-cuff homily, the Pope said the baptism is the most beautiful gift parents can give to their children. The Pope told parents to let their babies cry during Mass, joking that once one baby cries, then the concert begins. (laughs) Pope Francis used a golden shell-shaped cup to pour baptismal water over the head of each baby beneath the 48-foot-high fresco of Michelangelo's The Last Judgment. That is quite a concert. That is quite a concert. I love Pope Francis obviously presided at many a mass where a concert of babies uh, starts to pick up. And he is right. Once one baby hears somebody else across kind of squawking a little bit, they just got to answer back. Oh, absolutely. That's right. And you know what? what, That is the sound of the future of the church. So the louder it is, the better it is. Uh Uh-huh. Cases of three major respiratory viruses, the flu, COVID-19, and RSV, are surging in the U.S., pushing the country toward a feared tri-plandemic during its first post-pandemic respiratory viral season. Now, flu activity across the country is currently elevated and continues to increase in most parts of the country, according to the latest update from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Vaccine uptake for the flu seems to be lagging with the CDC saying nearly 8 million 
fewer people got the shot by mid-December compared to the same period in 2022. Also, a holiday bump in cases is expected in the following weeks of year-end travel. And while cases are increasing, hospital and health systems, well, they say they're not being unduly stressed by the situation. In sports, it's going to be rocking on the bayou tonight in Houston. Tonight's college football season finale pits two undefeateds against each other, number one Michigan and number two Washington. It's the first appearance in the college football playoff final for both teams and their first appearances in a national championship game, period. The matchup will feature two future members of the Big Ten as Washington moves on from the Pac-12 next year. This marks the fourth time in playoff history the championship game will pit two unbeaten teams. The Wolverines are five-point picks over the Huskies for tonight's game and kick off a little early our time, 4.30 here on the Pacific oh, time. So okay. going to be an early kick. Uh, my question is, and it's been settled pretty well for me, uh, can Oregon fans root for Washington? And I've been told a firm no. no, and they're no. very emphatic no. A rival is a rival no matter who they're <laughs> playing, right? But I'm rooting for the Huskies myself. I like the yeah, Huskies. Yeah. Those sweet little puppy faces. <laughs> I like their quarterback, Michael Penix. He is something else. Should All be right. a great game tonight. Looking forward to it. Jack Morrow at Alatea is reporting on a new controversy that has arisen at Notre Dame de Paris over the announcement of the replacement of six stained glass windows at the survived that survived the devastating 2019 fire. So this idea of bringing a modern touch to the storied French monument church did not rest well with Parisians who have banded together to gather some 120,000 signatures in a petition to keep the restoration focus on bringing Notre Dame back to architect Violette de Leduc's 19th century design, according to the French newspaper El Pays. President Emmanuel Macron made a visit to the cathedral on December 8th when he announced a public competition to find contemporary artists to design new stained glass windows, as well as a new museum that will focus on Notre Dame's art collection. The competition came in response to a request from the Archbishop for commissioning of six stained glass windows for the south side chapels of the nave. By December 10th, however, historian and journalist uh, Dieter Reichner had launched a petition to keep the original ones. He said there was no reason to replace them because they were not damaged by the fire and that he called those windows an integral part of the architect's work that did survive the fire. So as of the time that they are posting this, the petition that he had set up had already gathered over 127,000 signatures. They want to send it to President Macron when it reaches 150,000 uh, signatures. However, even with all those people's voices on the uh, petition, there's no guarantee that it will change any minds or plans. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On the community calendar, today through Wednesday, the American Red Cross is doing a blood drive at the Grotto. To mark the Grotto's centennial year, the three-day blood drive is setting the goal of achieving 100 donations, one for each year of Grotto operations. 
Each donor will receive two passes to the Upper Gardens, which can be used the day of the donation or on a later day. Sign up for a donation time on the Red Cross website. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head on over to matradayradio.com or find the community calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. And looking ahead, we've got a very, very soggy weather forecast and snow, maybe a blizzard. Yeah, things are getting a little rough as we head uh, through the week this week. Uh, We'll take a look at that weather forecast coming up next. And we'll also find out about Bible Mary, about Our Lady in the Bible with Father John. He's in with Brenda next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To Thee, O Lord, I return it. All is Thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's 743 at Mater Day Radio. It's rare, but it's here a blizzard warning for the Cascade Mountains above 3,000 feet. Snowfall will likely be measured in feet instead of inches. There's going to be whiteout conditions up there. That makes for dangerous driving, so please be careful if you're headed to the mountains. Chance of pre- precipitation, excuse me, 100% all day. Highs in the upper 40s and a low of 40 here in the Mid-Willamette Valley. Currently, it is 41 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church up in Battleground. And in the southern end of the valley, it's 38 at St. Philip Benizi Mission Church. Church in Cresswell. When it comes to the Catholic Church's teaching about Mary, there is one question you hear more than any other. 
Where is that in the Bible? Where in the scripture can we find the Immaculate Conception, the Assumption, the Virgin Birth, or supporting for venerating Jesus' mother? Well, in his new book, Bible Mary, the Mother of Jesus in the Word of God, Father John Weiss says, Mary, everywhere in the Bible. Father John is joining me today to pull back the pages of sacred scripture to reveal a portrait of Mary. It's been hiding in plain sight since the time of Christ. Good morning, Father John. Thanks for joining us on the show today. How did you even begin the process of looking for Mary in the Bible? Well, I had a dialogue with a Protestant evangelical. We had a dialogue. We actually published it. It's called uh, Letters Between a Catholic and Evangelical. But in that dialogue, he asked, he says, when I first read the Bible, I was amazed at how little it said about Mary. And I found that a little shocking. So I started, I saw it as a challenge, really. So I, I'm a very thorough person, so I started trying to find uh, places in the Bible where Mary is mentioned or referred to Mary. And I was using a lot of uh, the fathers of the church, as well as some of the great saints, and what passages of Scripture they would use to refer to Mary. And I was amazed how many of those passages no Protestant would accept as referring to Mary, and probably most Catholics wouldn't either. And so I started exploring, well, why did, why could they get away with using these passages referring to Mary? And I started seeing principles and ways of looking at the Bible that the early Christians were using that we had lost. And huh. so it was a way of re-looking at the Bible that really opened up new passages of Scripture. So, Father, you say Mary is everywhere in the Bible. Now, some might point to the gospel stories where we learn about a young Jewish right. girl who was betrothed to Joseph, an angel coming to visit her. But is that the first appearance of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the Bible? Well, one of the principles I found, I discovered, was inspired by the Holy Spirit through St. Elizabeth. When Mary visited Elizabeth, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and cried out, Blessed are you among women. And I was saying, well, Mary's more blessed than any woman. Therefore, anytime a woman is mentioned in the Bible, it tells us something about Mary. So, because Mary's more blessed than that woman. And who's the first woman that's mentioned in the Bible? Eve, Eve right? Yeah. Yes. And so... Mary's more blessed than Eve. She's more blessed than Eve was before the fall. And if you think about it, wasn't Eve conceived without sin? And Mary's more blessed than Eve. Therefore, the early Christians just naturally says Mary must have been conceived without sin. And so I begin to see things like this. It just became fascinating. It opened up my eyes. And I just wanted to share that to other people, and that's why I wrote the book, Bible Mary. If you're just tuning in, Father John Weiss, he is a pastor at St. Mary's of the Angels Church in Chicago. His new book is Bible Mary, the Mother of Jesus in the Word of God. So, Father, in the pages of your book, you take on one Marian question and challenge in each chapter. So open up the book a little bit for us and tell our listeners what they're going to find in the pages. First of all, I go through 
what are some of those principles that the early Christians were using. So, of course, there's the literal passages that have to deal with Mary. And I actually quote a lot of Protestant authors that are trying to rediscover Mary themselves. So I use a lot of their insights, their discoveries, to help us realize what are those those um, more common ways of seeing Mary in the Scriptures. But then I go into the typology and to some of those principles that would the early Christians were using, like Mary is a sign, a sign that points to Jesus. But then I start going at the scriptural portrait. So assembling all these passages of scripture, then I start putting what portrait does it paint of Mary? And I look at, first of all, her virginity, her divine motherhood, and then Mary's immaculate origin. She was conceived without sin. And how she cooperates with Jesus, Mary's cooperation, and comparing Eve's assistance of Adam in condemning the human race, Mary assists Jesus in the opposite, in saving the human race. And then I see Mary's assumption into heaven, finding scripture support of that. And um, finally, finally, just where do we get support for praying to Mary and using her intercession? Father John, when you were doing the research for the book and you were starting to delve into this, now we would come in with probably some assumptions like, okay, I'm going to be looking for where the assumption is in the Bible or where immaculate conception is in the Bible. Did you find, though, as you were starting to find more and more references of Mary, that there were ideas about Mary in the Bible that you had not ever considered before. Well, one of the insights I saw about Mary was Mary was a head crusher, and where that is found in the Bible. First of all, it's in Genesis 3, 15, 16, it's mentioned this, in the curse of the serpent that you will, the serpent and his seed, will bite at her heel, and she shall crush your head. Actually, in the original, it uses a, a pronoun that could be male or female. And the Greek, when they translated the Old Testament into the Septuagint, about 200 years before Christ, they translated it into the, uh, the masculine because they saw the male seed would crush the Satan and the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. But the early Christians... and had developed a, a, a tradition that when it got to St. Jerome and he came up with a definitive translation into Latin, he translated it into the feminine. She shall crush the head of the serpent. They said, Why, where did that come from? Well, it basically came from a tradition of seeing in various women in the Old Testament who were head crushers were prefiguring Mary. Father John Weiss' book, Bible Mary, it is out by Catholic Answers Press. 
thank you so much, Father, for opening this book up for us and just helping us get as excited as I obviously can hear in your words about finding Mary well, throughout the pages of the Bible. Before we end today, Father, will you end us in a prayer and your priestly blessing? Sure. May Almighty God bless all of us who are listening and are part of this program. May he shed his light upon us and, and give us his grace and allow us to proclaim the gospel message in its fullness to all those around us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, thank you so very much for your time today. God bless you. God bless you too. 752 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, speaking of Our Lady, today is the last day that you can get your hands on one of those beautiful mm. Marian 2024 calendars. We've got just a few of them left. We'd love to send one to you. And the best way to get one is to go online to MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Check out the Christmas resources. They're only up today. It's the last day of Christmas. And you can check that out and get your own Marian calendar guaranteed to keep you motivated and smiling throughout the new year here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. Nothing is worse than a mom who's not happy. We're like a hurricane moving through our day, not with smiles and hugs, but commands and sternness. The other day, God sent me a gift. He allowed me to witness one of the most unhappy mothers in the grocery store with her children. To see someone else that upset and that bossy was an eye-opening experience, to say the least. In 1 Corinthians 13:1, St. Paul states, If I speak in human and angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a kalashing cymbal. As Catholic mothers, we need to make sure we are not like that resounding, annoying gong, demanding to be heard, but offering nothing but a headache. Let us use our words wisely. The old saying is, when mama isn't happy, no one is. It's true. But the reality is, mama needs to step back from her emotions and reset her day with Christ. She needs a wake-up call to come home to her heart and refocus on what matters most. So when you sound like that gong, reset yourself to the melody of your heart. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help all of us when we sound more like a resounding gong than the loving mother we're trying to be. Amen. May we be a light to the world by being a loving and kind mother. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, 
located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and the blizzard is coming. Oh. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's coming, Brenda. Uh, yeah. It's Hold gonna, on. <laughs> it's going to make up for a whole lot of snowpack that we don't have quite yet, I think, for sure. And, Pat, do you know the date? Of your baptism. Mm. Well, you're all going to need to find out your own, according to Pope Francis. I'll tell you why coming up in News Right After Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. From flirtatious youth to zealous martyr, blessed Edward would come to embrace the Catholic faith deep in his heart. Edward originally grew up in the Anglican faith, the accepted faith of England in the 1500s. He lived an oblivious life until joining a caravan of merchants en route to Turkey. When they reached their destination, the youthful Englishman befriended a wealthy Turk who was so enthralled that he offered him his daughter's hand in marriage. All he had to do was convert to Islam. Why was it such a terrifying offer to decline? Edward wasn't even living out his Anglican faith fully, so why was it such a difficult thing to let go of? Ironically, his journey home took him straight through the heart of Rome, where after much spiritual contemplation, he not only reverted to his Christian roots, but took it a step further and converted to Catholicism in 1588. Edward immediately enrolled in a seminary in Reims, France, and was ordained four years later. That was when he felt called to return to England and minister. Now, the young man had a problem. Being Catholic, let alone a Catholic priest, was illegal in England. He was begged to stay and remain in France, but Father Edward said that if he had to choose between remaining safely in France or returning to England where his life would constantly be threatened, he would always choose England. God had not forsaken the countrymen and neither could Father Edward. It didn't take long for him to be arrested. He was charged simply with the crime of being an ordained priest and was sentenced to death. For the months leading up to his execution, Father Edward was relentlessly abused. He had come to grow in not only zeal for the faith, but also humility and penance. He humbly accepted his fate and was thankful for the little time he had been given. In 1593, Father Edward Watterson was hung, drawn, and quartered, but not without some miraculous bumps along the way. On the day of his execution, his horses refused to carry the priest to the scaffolds. After countless attempts, the guards and Father Edward finally arrived at the execution spot, only to have an invisible force violently shaking the ladder leading up to the platform. It wasn't until Father Edward made the sign of the cross over the ladder that it finally stopped and allowed him to face his martyrdom. Blessed Edward was a servant of humility and zeal, whose faith was unintentionally changed over and over again. He could have just converted to Islam and married the rich man's daughter. He could have passed right on through Rome. He could have even remained in France to avoid his martyrdom. But here we are. He had to ask himself the questions he didn't know he'd left unanswered for so long and came through stronger in faith on the other side. 
It's good to wrestle with your faith. It breaks us free from a life of indifference and a lukewarm faith where the devil loves to keep us. When was the last time you wrestled with your faith, intentionally or unintentionally? How'd you come out on the other end? Let us pray for the total conversion of heart like blessed Edward, that we may not just turn back to the Lord, but run to our heavenly Father without reservation. Blessed Edward Watterson, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. And you can find lots more information about the lives of the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio. You just need to download today the free Hail Mary media app. You can find details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. If you must cross the mountain passes this week, today is going to be maybe the only day for you to do that. The Weather Service has issued a rare blizzard warning due to expected high snowfall rates and blowing winds in the mountains starting tomorrow. The Weather Service expects full-fledged blizzard conditions at elevations above 3,000 feet. Strong and deep onshore flow will lead to periods of heavy snow, strong winds, and near zero visibility in the mountains, especially in exposed areas of above 3,500 feet. By the time the showers decrease on Wednesday, elevations above 3,000 feet will have collected between one and four feet of snow. Oh. Yeah, current forecasts show a 75 to 100 percent chance of snow totals above two feet in elevations from 3,000 feet to higher. There's a 30 to 50 percent chance of more than three feet of snow along the passes during that same time period. And on top of that, strong winds will accompany the front and may gust as high as 55 miles an hour at the pass levels and 75 miles an hour at ski resort elevations. Extended forecasts are showing a good chance of freezing temperatures across Oregon and southwest Washington by the end of the week and into the weekend. There's a potential for below freezing temperatures down on the Valley 4 and even along the coast. We're going to get blasted. We are. So make sure you have all of those resources with those high winds coming, especially down in this area. Make sure you've got candles or flashlights. Your batteries are charged just in case we have the potential losing power around here. Now is the time to prepare absolutely pope francis said sunday that if you do not know the date of your baptism you need to look it up so that you can celebrate the anniversary of becoming a child of god and heir to the kingdom of heaven speaking from the window of the vatican's apostolic palace the pope said that the anniversary of one's baptism should be celebrated each year like a birthday the Pope spoke on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which commemorates Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River by St. John the Evangelist. And in his Angelus address, Pope Francis said that each sign of the cross is a reminder of one's baptism that traces us the memory of grace of God who loves us and desires to be with us. Japanese Cardinal Thomas Aquinas Manyo Medea of the Archdiocese of Osaka has revealed that the Vatican is conducting an investigation of miracles attributed to the intercession of a beatified samurai. Blessed Takayama Ukon, a 17th century Catholic samurai martyr, he could become the first samurai saint in the Catholic Church's history. In 1614, Blessed Takayama Ukon and 350 Japanese Christians were exiled from their country for refusing to give up their Christian faith during the Edo Shungate's crackdown. 
Exile lasted only 44 days, after which he died of an unknown tropical illness. Blessed Takiyama Ukon is considered a martyr because he died in exile for his faith. If his cause were to be advanced by the Vatican's investigation, he would become Japan's 43rd Catholic saint. I love that. And perhaps another patron saint for soldiers or Mm. first responders. The synodal process promoted by Pope Francis is coming to dioceses across the United States, each of which is being asked to hold listening sessions throughout Lent about the structure and organization of the church. Per Vatican instructions, each diocese is expected to host local gatherings to discuss similar questions with members of the clergy and lay Catholics. The guidelines for American dioceses set by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops urge clergy and lay Catholics to pray and spiritually prepare for local meetings throughout the beginning of 2024 and hold between two and three listening sessions during Lent. The USCCB is requesting that dioceses focus on two guiding questions. Number one, where have I seen or experienced successes and distresses within the church's structure, organization, leadership, and life that encourages or hinders our mission? And secondly, how can the the structures and organization of the church help all the baptized to respond to the call and proclaim the gospel and to live as a community of love and mercy in Christ? And in sports, the Blazers are back in the win column. It's been a little bit rare this year, but they're back there. And they got a rare road win. Anthony Simons had 38 points and 11 assists. Malcolm Brogdon scored eight of his 18 points during Portland's nearly flawless overtime. And the Blazers beat the Brooklyn Nets 134-127 to in overtime yesterday. Jeremy Grant added 27 points and Shaden Sharp chipped in 21 off the bench for the Blazers, who snapped their four-game losing streak and won for the first time in eight road games. Trailblazers are in Manhattan at Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks tomorrow night. Back in September, Pope Francis created 21 new cardinals for the Catholic Church, 18 of whom are electors in case of a conclave. In the weeks leading up to important events of this kind, religious clothing and accessory stores around the Vatican see cardinals, bishops, and priests passing through, buying what they need to prepare for the occasion, or perhaps to bring a bit of the Vatican wares back home. Now, there are a couple of very popular stores around the Vatican that supply the vestments for cardinal, bishops, other clergy, even the Pope. Now, for cardinals, the red cassock and shoulder cape, the mazetta, together with the rocher, which is a loose white linen vestment bordered with lace, and the beretta, that's their little square hat, make up the attire worn by cardinals for most important liturgies and ceremonies, such as consistories and conclaves. Red, and more specifically scarlet, is the main color of the uniform as it must represent the blood of Christ and the blood that cardinals must be ready to shed in the service of the church. The ceremonial cassock is a long, heel-length scarlet robe worn under other items. In fact, only the lower part is visible. It also includes a sash, also scarlet, worn around the waist. The buttons on the cassock... They should number 
33 to represent the years of Christ's life. Hmm. So the cassock is covered by the rochette. It's a white garment with a lace trim. I think we're all pretty familiar with that. And that lace is made according to the personal taste of the cardinal wearing it. Then finally, on top of the rochet is the mozetta, a short scarlet cape that reaches down to the elbows. It usually has nine or ten buttons. Then around their neck, bishops and cardinals wear their pectoral cross. For cardinals, it's fitted with a red and gold cord. Now, During a consistory, cardinals are also given a cardinal's ring, representing communion with the see of Peter. Then on their head, the cardinal wears the beretta. It's a square hat with rigid flaps, and underneath that is the zacchetto. Patrick, do you remember what zacchetto we talked about around Halloween, what it actually translates to? Is it skull? Well, it is a skull cap. Okay. That's what it is. But zacchetto in Italian actually translates to little pumpkin. Because it represents right. the top of a little bit of a pumpkin. That's right. Now, the other uniform that tailors have been able and are essential for new car, uh, cardinals is the black cassock with scarlet details. Now, the way you can tell a bishop from a cardinal is actually through the color of the waistband. The cardinal is wearing oh. the red and that kind of pinkish like fuchsia right. that is worn by bishops. Ah, okay. So now you know the okay. difference in case you run across one when you're walking down the uh, main street there and at the Vatican. don't ever call the cardinal pumpkin head. No. No. That would be bad. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at Holy Rosary Church, Youth Adoration and Social. Youth are invited to spend time in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament, followed by a pizza social in the Siena Hall. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go onto our website, matradayradio.com, or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. Save a slice of pizza for me. No pineapple, though. No, thank you. No. <laughs> hey, coming up, th speaking of meals, there is going to be a very, very wonderful meal coming up next month at the Multnomah Athletic Club. It's the Pro-Life Gala, and Sarah Lawrence is here from the Archdiocese of Portland's Pro-Life Office to tell us all about that after we check this wild weather forecast next at Matre Day Radio. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. 
For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smits. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MontredeRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 812 at Monterey Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat checking that wild weather forecast. We have got a very rare blizzard warning due to expected high snowfall rates and blowing winds in the mountains starting tomorrow. Here in the valley, rain mainly before 1 o'clock this afternoon, high getting up to about 50. And then tonight's low, only 41, but the winds are going to kick up could see some gust up to 40 miles an hour as that storm starts to blow in and uh, possibly some 50 mile an hour gust out in the gorge. So be careful with that. Chance of rain 100% doesn't get much higher than that. <laughs> nope. And we could be saying uh, the same about snow come the weekend. So we'll keep an eye on it. For sure. Currently 42 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church down in Salem. And it's 39 at Our Lady of Levang in Happy Valley. Well, it is sure to be a night to remember in celebration and a call to action in support of the most vulnerable. Hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland, the Life Gala is coming up on February 17th and will feature speakers Abby Johnson and the Sisters of Life. Joining me this morning to share more is Sarah Livingstone, the pro-life coordinator for the Archdiocese of Portland. Good morning, Sarah. This is an amazing opportunity. How did this idea to have a life gala right here in Portland even form? Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Um, well, the Sisters of Life were coming to visit. Um, they're coming to visit in February for five days and visiting different parts of Oregon. Alex Nelson, our stewardship and development officer, contacted me about it. And I had the idea, let's let's have a life gala. It's, it's long overdue. We've had many wonderful victories here in Portland and in Oregon. Uh, Pro-life momentum is at an all-time high from since I've started working at the Archdiocese. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's time. We've never had one before. This will be our first ever. And then we decided to, uh, let's try to, besides the Sisters of Life being a guest speaker, let's try to get another keynote speaker. And um, thanks be to God, we were able to book Abby Johnson. So she will be our keynote speaker, which is amazing. And and she's her, the work she's done and uh, 
is tremendous. So we're excited to hear her speak. I can't help but see the hand of God in all of this to just align everything so that way right here in Portland we'll be able to have such a wonderful event. And so what is the hope of having a live gala? What's the hope to accomplish at this special event? Absolutely. So it, it's somewhat threefold, our purpose for this Life Gala. Um, number one, to celebrate life with our recent pro-life uh momentum and victories. Um, I know Oregon might be known as a pro-life or excuse me, pro-abortion state Mm -hmm. legally, but the pro-life community here has become a recognizable force. Um, The momentum this past few years um, has been incredible, uh, not only in Portland, but all over Oregon. Um, The largest uh, from the largest Oregon March for Life last January um, to the record breaking volunteer attendance um, at last year's Lent 40 Days for Life. And then to the historical closing of late-term abortion facility Lovejoy Surges Center two and a half years ago. Um, so people are really taking action in Oregon. I think they realize that the uh, fight is at the state level post-Roe, and they're not wanting their state to become an abortion tourism spot like the pro-abortion activists are trying to do. Um, so we're really standing for a culture of life in Oregon, and if that can happen in Oregon, it can happen anywhere. Um, and then number two, to inspire and honor those working for life. So we'll be spotlighting local initiatives and pro-life organizations, as well as giving awards to a few local individuals who have been working for a culture of life for decades in our community. And then third, a powerful call to action for life. So uniting our community in a shared commitment to uphold the sanctity of life. So we'll be sharing different ways of how to get involved. And again, through those local organizations and others, um, Lois Anderson will, from the executive director of Oregon Right to Life will also be speaking and giving us an update on what's happening in Oregon and how we can get involved. And also Archbishop Vlasny will also be uh, opening us up in prayer and comments as well. Yes. It just sounds like it's going to be an incredible event. And I can't think of a better place than Portland to do that, because while it feels like now we're ground zero, the pro-life movement here, they're just like, yeah, we are ground zero and we're here and ready to take it on. There's Mm -hmm. so much that the pro-life community is doing here, right here in Oregon. Sarah Livingstone is joining us today. A wonderful event. The Life Gala coming up on February 17th. She is joining us today to tell us more about it. So, Sarah, we've got some big guns, really, uh, in the movement. Abby Johnson and the Sisters of Life. Tell our listeners a little bit about each one of them and uh, the work that they've done in the pro-life arena. Absolutely. So, um, Abby Johnson, I'm sure as many of us know, she wrote the best-selling book, Unplanned, which mm-hmm. then became a movie, uh, very powerful. Um, so Abby was a director at Planned Parenthood for years, uh, won awards at Planned Parenthood. And then on September 26, 2009, Abby um, was asked to assist in an ultrasound-guided abortion. Um, and she watched in horror as a 13-week-old baby fought and ultimately lost its life at the hand of the abortionist. And it was at that moment, the full realization of what abortion was and what she had dedicated her life to washed over Abby. And she had a dramatic transportation, tra- transformation that took place. Um, so she was, um, during this confusion, she sought help from a local pro- pro-life group. Um, and she swore that she would advocate for life in the womb and expose the abortion industry for what it truly is. And, and since then, she has just been working uh, nonstop mm-hmm. um, and has you know transformed um, and changed so many people's hearts and minds um, and 
we are so blessed that she is going to be our keynote speaker. I think I was screaming in my house when I booked her. My husband's like, what's going on? I'm like, they said yes. So very oh, happy. Yeah. Wonderful. And in uh, the beginning of our interview, you talked about how the Sisters of Life were going to be here. And they are just an amazing community of sisters who dedicate their lives to go around the community and offering this pro-life message. Tell our listeners again, remind them about how they really were the beginnings of what this event was going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. So they'll be coming in February for about five days, especially visiting Newman Center. So Corvallis, University of Oregon, other locations. And I, I, again, I thought, let's have a life gala and have them be one of the uh, keynote speakers as well. And, you know, the Sisters for Life, they're based out of New York City. They do have about five other locations. We would love to have them here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and uh, I think that is in discussion. Um, and so, you know, like, like many sisters um, in the religious communities, they profess the three traditional vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. But the Sisters of Life take a fourth vow to protect and enhance the sacredness of human life. And... Their missions include serving women who are vulnerable to abortion, giving them the support and resources to be able to choose life for themselves and their children, hosting weekend retreats, evangelization, and outreach to college students, as well as helping women who have suffered from after abortion to encounter the mercy and healing of Jesus Christ. So they're doing so much good work. I've heard that there's a waiting list to get into their order. So many young women and women are, are really drawn to them. They're, they're doing such important work. Oh, and they will be excited to join us in our fight for the most vulnerable. Again, that event is coming up February 17th. I can't imagine a person listening will not want to get in on this fabulous event. So they need to get tickets. Probably better not to wait too long because space is limited. So tell our listeners you know, where is this going to be at and where they can find tickets? Absolutely. Um, and yes, we are, uh, we do anticipate this selling out. Um, so it is Saturday, February 17th. It's at the beautiful Matt Club, the Multnomah Athletic Club in the Grand Ballroom. Um, and again, that address is 1849 Southwest Salmon Street. Um, there's ample parking. Um, and the doors open at 5. There'll be a cocktail hour, appetizer hour at the beginning, 5.15 to 6.15. And they're letting us use their uh, library room, which opens up to the Providence Park where the Timbers play. So we're going to have bistro tables. You can oh. even walk outside there. So it's, it's a very beautiful event. As a result, we're also having it be formal. So it'll be great. What if it'll be, you know, besides celebrating life, you get to get dressed up. Doesn't happen often in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> um, and tickets can be bought online um, at the archdpdx.org if you go to our website. It's going to be a great event and people can purchase their individual tickets. But if your community would like to sponsor a table, there's ways that they can also do that. Sarah, tell us more. Yes, absolutely. Sponsorship. We have different sponsorship levels, including sitting with Abby Johnson at her table for dinner, meeting the Sisters for Life and Abby before the event starts, and program ads for your businesses or organizations. So we have about five or six different sponsorship levels. Feel free to email me at life at archdpdx.org and I can put you in contact with Lexi Torres, who is our sponsorship coordinator. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Be sure to check that out also. It's just going to be an amazing event, wonderful speakers and what better way to celebrate yeah. life? So Sarah, thank you so much for thank joining you. us today. We appreciate all your time and all that you do for the pro-life movement for the Archdiocese of Portland. Thank you so much, Brenda and Modern Day. Thank you.
And again, that is Sarah Livingstone. So the event coming up February 17th, I will be sure to add information about where you can get right to the webpage for the event, purchase tickets for yourself, and you'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, MonterdayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 823 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Of course, we'll be praying for that event, and we want to pray for you. We have got a team of prayer warriors standing by to get your intentions. And all you have to do is share them with us. You can go online, MonterdayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Just look for that pray button and then click on that, and you can enter your prayer request. We'll get the team right on it. No intention is too big and no intention is too small. Let us pray for you at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, since every religion claims to be true, well, then none of them are true. Even though this is not a very intelligent comment, it does not prevent people from saying it. G.K. Chesterton says probably one of the creeds is right and the others are wrong. Logically, most of the views must be wrong. But there's nothing logical to the idea that all must be wrong. Think about betting on a horse. Many people bet on the wrong horse, but some bet on the right horse. And sometimes even the favorite has been known to come in first. But that's the point, something comes in first. The fact that there are many beliefs does not destroy the fact that there is one well-founded belief. So don't say that the variety of beliefs prevents you from accepting any beliefs. It's not logical. And it's not a very good way to bet either. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail. And each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life and some adventure adventure here in Portland in the skies above us over the weekend. Oh, no doubt. And now we've got an adventure on the ground. We'll tell you more about that just ahead. And Pope Francis calls it a deplorable action. Surrogacy is in the forefront of his mind and here in the West. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Kara Klein and Catch Me. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I was afraid 
Klein and catch me. It's 8.30. In your news this hour, a Portland school teacher named Bob found the door plug that blew off an Alaska airline flight landed his backyard. The NTSB on Saturday said the door that blew off Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 was likely around Barnes Road near Highway 217 and the Cedar Hills neighborhood, not too far away from Mater Day Radio. In fact, what, a mile, maybe? Yeah, maybe. That door, 26 inches by 48 inches, weighed 63 pounds. 
Now, earlier, she said two cell phones were found, one in the backyard, one along the side of the road. One of the cell phones was in airplane mode and open to an Alaska Air baggage claim for Flight 1282. I find that it amazing that it uh, survived, that it was still on and working. I wonder what brand that was. Now, the auto pressurization warning system on the Alaska Airline Boeing Flight 7. 37 Max 9 that lost the door plug went off three times within a month, including one day before the accident. NTSB Chairman Jennifer Hamandy provided that information during a press conference Sunday night, the second one since the flight needed to return to PDX on January 1st, uh, 5th. The air pressurization warning light went off December 7th, January 3rd, and January 4th, Hamidi said the crews reported it each time the system was tested, then reset. Well, we're going to be dealing with the outflow from that incident for many, many days ahead. Alaska Airlines and United Airlines, both major U.S. operators of the Boeing 737 MAX 9, canceled a combined 342 flights today as the grounding of their aircraft continues to majorly disrupt their schedules. FlightAware and Airline Tracking Service said 138 Alaska flights were canceled today, amounting to 20% of the schedule. The cancelizations come after the 737 MAX 9 grounding weighed heavily on the airline's operation yesterday when about 170 flights were canceled, according to Air Alaska. The FAA said its grounding directive will impact 171 of the planes around the world. Alaska Airlines operates 65 of the 737 MAX 9 aircraft in its fleet, and United flies 79 of the aircraft. The operators can't return the planes to service until the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration provides details about how to inspect the planes. Pope Francis called surrogacy deplorable and called for a global ban on the exploitative practice of so-called surrogate motherhood in a speech to all of the world's ambassadors to the Vatican on a Monday. The Pope then called on the international community to prohibit the practice of surrogacy universally. Pope Francis' strong condemnation of surrogacy came during his annual foreign policy speech to all of the ambassadors accredited to the Holy See. The Pope's annual speech to diplomats has been called his State of the World Address because it is one of a handful of times the Pope addresses global crises and specific conflicts happening around the world all at once. When speaking on surrogacy, the Pope added, at every moment of its existence, human life must be preserved and defended. Yet I note with regret, especially in the West, the continued spread of a culture of death, which in the name of a false compassion discards children, the elderly, and the sick. Meanwhile, Pope Francis baptized babies in the Sistine Chapel on Sunday and encouraged parents not to worry if their children cry or fuss during Mass. On the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, the Pope baptized 16 babies and provided over Mass beneath Michelangelo's frescoes. In a brief off-the-cuff homily, the Pope said that baptism is the most beautiful gift that parents can give to their children. He told the parents to let their babies cry during Mass, joking that once one baby cries, then the concert begins. And it is a symphony. Pope Francis used a golden shell-shaped cup to pour baptismal water over the head of each baby beneath the 48-foot-high fresco of Michelangelo's The Last Judgment. 
You can always recognize to those kids who they're, you know, toddler age and they recognize that when they make a loud noise, it'll echo through the church a little bit. And they're like, wow, was that me? And then they again and again and again. And then, of course, that cacophony starts to spread. They're just getting answers. So 16 babies in the Sistine Chapel, you know, that was a symphony. Oh, right. right. Can you imagine? Oh, and those chambers and God looking down on them from the top. It sounds like the Holy Father was having a good time with it, though. Well, cases of three major respiratory viruses, the flu, COVID-19, and RSV, are surging in the U.S., pushing the country toward a feared triple-demic during its first post-pandemic respiratory viral season. Flu activity across the country is currently elevated and continues to increase in most parts of the country, according to the latest update from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And... Vaccine uptake for flus seem to be lagging with the CDC saying nearly 8 million fewer people got the shot by mid-December compared to the same period in 2022. A holiday bump in cases is to be expected following weeks of year-end travel and while cases are being increased, hospitals and health systems are not being unduly stressed yet by the situation. That is good news indeed there. For sure. In sports, tonight's college football season finale pits two undefeateds against each other. Number one, Michigan against number two, Washington. The Huskies in the national championship, their first time in the college football playoff finals for both teams and the first appearance in the national championship game, period. The matchup will feature two future members of the Big Ten. As you may know, Washington is moving away from the Pac-12 next year. This marks the fourth time in playoff history. The championship game will pit two unbeaten teams. The Wolverines are five-point fit picks tonight, and uh, the kickoff is set for 4.30 our time from Houston, Texas. Uh, now, where is the stadium in Houston? Where they... uh, it is Energy Stadium, and it's actually right next to the old Astrodome. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's a really cool area. I was there when they built it. So, uh, I bet yeah. uh, all of Houston is getting ready to welcome all kinds of fans to that stadium. They do a great stadium. job. They are really equipped. I think they've they've hosted uh, three Super Bowls, so they're they're equ- and, and national championship game for basketball. They're equipped for these big events. But you got to have security. You got to have infrastructure, and they've got it there. They do a great job in Houston to putting on these big events. I'll be watching tonight. Yeah, should be fun. Jack Morrow at Alatea is reporting on a new controversy that's arisen at Notre Dame in Paris over the announcement replacement of six stained glass windows that survived the devastating 2019 fire. The idea of bringing a modern touch to the storied French monument church did not rest well with Parisians who have banded together to gather some signatures in a petition to keep the restoration focus on bringing Notre Dame back to its original design. According to the French newspaper, President Emmanuel Macron made a visit to the cathedral on December 8th when he announced a public competition to find contemporary artists to design new stained glass windows, as well as a new museum that will focus on their vast art collection. The competition came to in response to a request from the archbishop for the commissioning of six stained glass windows for the south side of the chapel's nave. By December 10th, however, historian and journalist Dieter Reichner had launched a petition to keep the original stained glass windows in place. They argued that those windows were designed by the original architect and vital to its restoration. 
And the windows in question, well, they were located in the southern end of the nave and they were untouched by the fire. So he calls the windows an integral part of the architect's work that survived and to change them would distort the harmony of light inside the worship space. As of now, over 127,000 signatures have been collected, but they want to get to 150 before they present it to President Macron. But there is no guarantee that the position will change any minds or the plans. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. The OSU Newman Center invites everybody to its winter lecture entitled Science, Faith, and Happiness. The lecturer this time is Dr. Christopher Caxor, professor of philosophy at Loyola Marymount University. His research focuses on issues of ethics, philosophy, and religion. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head online at materdayradio.com to check out our community calendar or find it on the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. 42 at Mantra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, a rare blizzard warning is in effect expected for high snowfall and blowing winds in the mountains starting tomorrow. 
here on the valley floor. Rain mainly before 1 o'clock this afternoon and that wind picking up. We could see wind gusts as high as 50 miles per hour overnight tonight with a low down around 41. Chance of rain at 100%. Okay, thanks for that sure thing. Uh, currently 41 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And it is 40 degrees in Beaverton at Holy Trinity Catholic Church and School. The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. It's always, a Monday's always the best day for a second or third or fourth cup of coffee, depending <laughs> on... a little extra on Monday. That's yeah, right, depending sure. on how your weekend went for sure. Traffic, just looking out the window too here on Sylvan Hill, you might want to just give yourself a little extra time. It looks like things are slowing down as you're coming into the city. I imagine so. they're really going to be slow later in the week. Boy, I We're tell you getting what. in for it. We certainly yeah. are. And I, I was just commenting, I've talked to my mom and dad this weekend about how mild of a winter we have had so far, and yeah, it's going to make up for it. This and, is that time. Yeah, you know, this is I that time so. when you seem to get this every year right around this time. So, of yeah, course, it's not, we've not got... unexpected, but this, the severity of it is. And cold temperatures, too. It's going to get cold. So also remember, maybe during the week, too, here on the Morning Blend, we'll talk about some of those things that we need to get ready for when cold weather is coming. I had a broken pipe outside last year. Yikes. And... Yeah, yeah, it was really no fun icy there. Out, but so. fun today. It's a feast day. It is a feast day. Last day of Christmas. And the baptism of the Lord. Yeah. And for most of us, I don't know, most of us, many of us, we don't remember our baptism. Those who, I, the, the one of the beautiful things I love about Easter Vigil is watching those people coming into the church, those that have never been baptized. Yeah. What a beautiful reminder it is. And for People like me, you, we just don't remember we were infants. and But it does recall those beautiful memories. I'd like to think that there is something in our soul, though, that, that has that memory of well, our there baptism. there is a mark on your soul. There is the yeah. mark on our soul. And well, I would have to definitely go home and look up on my baptismal certificate, the date of my baptism. You got me wondering, too. I'm not because sure Because I was, was. I was baptized in Indiana, mm -hmm. of all places. And so I've, I've got I've to ask my mom and find out uh, the church and everything and look into that. I know the diocese, so I guess yeah. I could get it there. You'd have to find out yeah, from but there. I, I like the Pope Francis's idea of finding that date and celebrating it. That Absolutely. Sounds, I need another excuse to have a, have a day up to party. <laughs> I know exactly in my closet. I have four candles, four boxes. Of that, that are baptismal candles. Each box has the name of who it belongs to, the date, the godparents, and I think maybe even the priest who baptized them. I wrote it on their can on their candles. My sister still has her baptismal Does candle. She? Yeah, she still 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 has it. So uh, that's kind of cool, but. Uh, I I have bronze baby shoes. I guess. I don't know if that <laughs> is that the same thing. That's <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> Never okay. imagined you can't even get your big toe in those shoes anymore, <laughs> can you? Yeah, they're tiny. Such a beautiful opportunity too. When we watch a baptism or we go to the Easter vigil, we renew our own baptismal mm -hmm. promises. And there's actually several that are part of that baptismal process. And I thought we'd spend a little time talking about the promises we were all given. At baptism. Oh, okay. Right? So this is from Tom Hoops at Alatea. He says, first, we're promised freedom. When we renew our baptismal promises each year at Easter, the priest asks, do you reject sin so as to live in the freedom of God's children? And we say... I do. I do. Now, the freedom we're promised is a real freedom. And often we think of freedom as doing whatever we want. But anyone who's ever tried to diet and failed knows that 
and we do whatever we want is doesn't come easily or being you know it, it you know required to but be it's a, a worse slavery <laughs> that's right so that's why baptism sets you free in the gospel john promises i am baptizing you with water but one mightier than i is coming he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire so freedom the second thing is we are promised real happiness and we've talked about this on the show before too about happiness and joy and what it brings to us when the priest asks do you reject the glamour of evil and refuse to be mastered by sin we say i do i do that's right in other words we promise to reject the illusion of happiness that sin promises in turn god promises to give us the real deal i like that Happiness comes from fulfilling the purpose for which we were created. Thirdly, he pro- we promised a new family. The priest asks, do you reject Satan, father of sin and prince of darkness? And we say, I do. I do. When we were baptized, we left one family for another. We left the family of violence and sin that goes back to Adam and Eve and entered the family of God. That also goes back to Adam and Eve. Then fourthly, We're promised faith, hope, and love. Those three things that last. The priest says, do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? And we say, I do. I do. I like it. Church says baptism enables us to believe in God, to hope in him, to love him through theological virtues. Just love that faith, hope, and love. And you know, a lot of times, too, if you purchase uh, from any one of our local Catholic bookstores, like a, a bookmark or a marker for like your Bible or catechism, they'll oftentimes come in three strands. And then the little symbolisms at the end uh, that represent faith, hope, and love. Oh, isn't that neat? And then you can use <laughs> those ribbons to mark off those important chapters or wherever you're going. Faith, hope, and love. Well, I learned something today. There That's awesome. Sometimes, you know, people, if they're heavy duty readers, they get the one with like five ribbons or something like that. But yeah, I like, you know, if there's a little charm or something there at the end, you know, that's the one I'm going to go for. <laughs> okay. And then fifth, He promises a special relationship with God. And this is what he says about this. The priest then asks, do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified, died, and was buried, rose from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And we say, I do. Ah, that's right. And this belonging to Christ should be a huge relief to us. Mm -hmm. And certainly was for the first Christians. St. Paul describes how it feels to be saved by Jesus Christ when he says, when the kindness and generous love of God, our Savior appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the bath of rebirth. So there is nothing that we can possibly do to earn that mercy. The bath of rebirth. Is that beautiful? It's just given to us. What a beautiful gift that is. All right, number six. And then number six, we are promised active membership in the church. Active membership. This is important. The priest asks, do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, and the resurrection of the body and life after lasting. And we say, I do. Yeah. The church says that after that, we are incorporated into the church and made sharers of her mission. So baptism gives us full membership in an international, and I would say very long, long organization dedicated to love led by animated 
uh, by an, and animated by the Blessed Trinity, God himself. This is another fundamental element of the good news. So that baptism just you know, almost like marching orders, right? Six promises. Six promises. Oh. I think that's just a beautiful way to think about it. Uh, Here I was thinking you were all wet, <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, no, six promises <laughs> of baptism. Just, I've been waiting yeah. all morning to say You've that. You've been waiting. You've I been have. planning that one. So <laughs> on this Feast of the Bath. Okay, so that means also tonight. It's a feast day too. So your Sunday night dinner that you had? Well, you can just present another one today on a Monday. It's a feast day, so we should eat well and Think about the promises that we have been given. Track down your baptismal certificate and see what the date was. I think I was. do that. I, mine was in August, I'm pretty sure. I was born in July, and I think just within a few weeks, you know, they probably looked at me and said, yeah, we better get this one baptized quick. She's going to be a handful. And uh, I know you were crying. I, I was, know you were crying. I might have loud, been. loud, loud. Would you believe, I, I think that there is one picture of my baptism oh, that I could see. we got to see this. Yeah. Oh, Miss Blaze, send us this picture. I'll see if I Please. can find that picture. And you know what's really <laughs> funny is the priest that baptized me, Father Gallagher, uh, later when I was at school at St. Mary's, that was my Catholic school, he came back as a parochial vicar. How cool is yeah, that? Yeah, and my mom pointed that out to me. She said, that's the priest that uh, baptized you. Wow. So I don't know where that picture is. She might have sent it to me, though. Oh, Miss Blaze, send it to us. We've got to see this. <laughs> I'll look for it. So look that up today and celebrate your baptism, the baptism of the Lord, and enjoy a second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, 
consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And one last look at our weather. It is going to turn into a winter wonderland. A very rare blizzard warning is expected for snowfall rates being very high and blowing winds in the mountains starting tomorrow. Here in the valley, rain mainly before 1 o'clock and a high this afternoon of 50. Low tonight around 49 and the winds kicking up all the way to 50 mile an hour with the gust. Chance of rain, 100%. Right now, got a little drizzle coming down and it's 39 here in Stumptown. And closing out our show today, here is Matthias Michael and Amplified. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Oh, my friends, we are called All for one and one for all To men
that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. That was Matthias Michael. What a great song to just end that show today. Amplified. Uh, That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Monday. Living Stones coming up this evening and such great programming all day long. Happy Feast Day. Happy Feast Day. Have a very blessed day.